What's up and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. I am your host, Brett Stewart, and today we have another special episode. I am here at El Centro Iglesia in San Jose, Costa Rica, and my guest is a new friend and a new brother, Pastor Javier Acuna. And guys, I got to tell you, this man is just an incredible leader. He is so humble. He is so full of love and just surrender for the sake of the gospel. And there is going to be a time in the middle of the episode, we're going to play a prophetic word that Javier actually received, and he's going to talk about that in our conversation. And every time I hear this this audio file, it moves me to tears uh, just at the power of the word that he received and, and how it changed the trajectory of his life. So I know that you're going to be blessed by that. But Javi, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Well, thank you very much for having me here. I'm very pleased, and I hope I, I could do my best. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Javi, tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you do as far as your role at El Centro. Okay, I'm a pastor uh, for 15 years here in El Centro, the mission pastor. I go, I manage the outreach and build places and churches in rural areas and different places here in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. How many churches has El Centro um, planted so far? El Centro have planted about um, 9, 10, 12 churches here in Costa Rica. Okay, wow. And then uh, other places as well, or at least other missionaries and connections, like we just talked about um, with, with Pastor Hugo, right? Yeah, we have built churches in Mexico, in Venezuela, uh, in Colombia, and in Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. My father-in-law lives in Ecuador right now. Yeah. Just because. (laughs) So if you're listening, what's up, father-in-law, Scott? Um, So Javi, how many people are part of the congregation with all of the locations of El Centro? It's about 7,000 people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And we're we're here at the church right now, and it is a it is a beautiful facility, uh, big big sanctuary. But I was telling Tommy Hood, he's sitting behind me on the couch, but we didn't give him a microphone. Um, I was telling Tommy earlier, I love that part of part of the campus, part of the property of El Centro, is um, to open it up to the community. There's a basketball court, there's a, a cafe and a restaurant. Um, and then y'all are, you're building a, a, a safe home right now. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And then also um, the, the, the place where y'all take care of the children um, for some of the mothers. Tell, tell us a little bit about what y'all are doing. Okay. That. We love to work in the social things with people, you know. We love to help people. So we are open to the community and we love to help the community and we have the facilities open to, if people want to come here and take a coffee in the coffee shop or being just hanging around here, it would be a blessing for us. Our mm-hmm. vision, one of the words of our vision is we love with everything like Jesus do. So we mm-hmm. have uh, many projects where we are working now, social projects like the safe house of Casa Esperanza that we are uh, working at this time is for girls that have been in traffic and prostitution, mm-hmm. younger girls. So that's a project we are working right now. We have Sueño de Colores. That is a, a place where we keep the children 
from zero to 10 years in the day. It's a daycare facility. It's free for all the single mothers and that have to work or study, and we take care of their children yeah. while they do that. And we have Hogar Cuna that we have um, for 20, like 30, 34, 30, 34 years. We have that place that the government bring us the children from zero to six years that have been abused or have been in, mm -hmm. in some kind of situation, abandoned from her parents. And the government gave them to us. So wow. we take care of them. And since then, we have like a thousand children passed through. Passed so, through. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so incredible. As we were walking through the facility and looking at everything, I, that's when I learned y'all's close relationship with the government. Like they they are sending women or girls to you and, and recognizing the way that y'all are doing it. And I think that that's, that's really special. And that's... I see that as the, the grace and the favor of the Lord to build such a connection with the government. Yeah, amen, because that's a big responsibility that yeah. we have. And But they took us um, like a model for other institutions mm -hmm. because we like to do the things first for the Lord yeah. and then to be our best in everything for the children and for the future of them because we are making the foundation of their lives. Yeah, obviously with the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we try to do our best. Yeah, it's amazing work. Tell us a little bit about the house that's being built. We just got to walk through it. It is beautiful, by the way. I can't wait to see it finished. You said you hope that it's opened in February or March, completed. Um, but tell us how many how many beds um, will it have, and then what are some of the other things that the house has for for the ladies um, and for the women? Okay, so this house is divided in two. One is the house, the safe house for these girls. There are young girls. Um, we have 22 beds, mm -hmm. and we hope uh, we could have work all the 22 beds. And yeah. um, the house is a safe house. We're going to have... A, it's, a, it's a place where they can be healed is the first thing. They can yeah. be healed because their hearts are destroyed, literally. Yeah. And... They are going to uh, have education too, because mm -hmm. that's important, and take care in every area. So they are going to have a what we call an auntie, mm -hmm. auntie. So they they feel like they are they are at home. Yeah. We designed this this home with uh, too much light, you know, and white colors, so they can feel that they are free. Yeah, free because, and beautiful. Exactly. Wow. And then have the other part, the salon. Yes. <laughs> Earlier we're laughing because he was talking about the salon and uh, he said the saloon. And I said, I said, it's salon, saloons, the wild, wild west. But anyways, yeah. So what what is the, the salon for? The salon is uh, first to they could learn to cut hair, do nails and things. Mm -hmm. And then they can make their living about that. Yeah, so they can have jobs. They can be trained in uh, cosmetology so that they could work and, and make a living in that. Yeah, because one of the problems when you um, work with that kind of, of girls, for saying in this, mm -hmm. um, they need to, to learn to do something. Yeah. Because if you only... Keep them and then you throw it away and do that. Right. So they, they they are going back. Yeah. And I would say even, you know, not just with the safe house, but the work that I see y'all and hear about y'all doing 
um, with the church plans, part of that is to equip and train people, not just go in and help them serve them, but to equip them so that they can continue to move forward, they can have a future, and then they can, in return, equip others. Um, so that's awesome. Real quick, what I want people to know, what did you do before you went into ministry? What was your profession? I was a professional race car driver. Yes. For 22 years, I had a shop where I, where I modified cars. I was specialized in injection systems and turbochargers and modification of suspension engines and everything that have with gasoline and yeah. speed and adrenaline and things. <laughs> so since I was uh, eight years, I was a motocross um, racer and yeah. then back to cars and yeah. So, and you had, you have your pilot's license. You, you flew some planes for a little while yeah. also. One of my dreams was to be a pilot. Yeah. So at 30 years, I began to study and I have my license. I have yeah. like 456 hours of flying. So wow. I love flying. I love airplanes. That's, that's awesome. Well, when we were uh, on the road, on the roads of, of Costa Rica and off the roads with some of these paths that we had to take, I was sitting here like, man, this guy is good and he likes the adrenaline. And when he told us he used to be a race car driver, I thought he was joking. And then he was like, no, I'm serious. And then he started telling us everything he did. And it definitely made sense, which I'm glad that you had that that background because we sure got around traffic and we got to where we needed to go because we were stuck behind some big trucks for a while. Um, but for those who don't know, so if you listen to the podcast before this that Tommy and I did, Tommy Hood and I did, we recorded it out in the jungle of Talamanca. Um, Javi is the reason that, one, we were able to go out there, and he's also the reason that we were able to get out of there and to come back. So he was our he was our guide, our friend. Um, they actually, with the, the Bribri people, the, y'all have developed relationships with them through El Centro for 20 years. Is that what you said? 20. 15, 20 years. Yeah. And so um, because of the work that, that they've been doing over the years and the relationships they have, uh, Javi is, is the reason why we are able to go out there and meet these people and see what the Lord is doing and then also hopefully get to be part of what the Lord's going to continue to do. Um Javi, you told me in the car at one point that you never thought you'd be in ministry or doing what you're doing. And so I kind of want to just ask you, when and how did God call you into ministry, into missions? Was Was it a moment? Was it building up over time? Was it a little bit of both? How did how did that happen? Okay, I, I I thought that I had every, everything. I was famous, I had money, I love what I do, I race cars and things, but my family was tearing apart, my life was in the darkness. I served the, I, I said that I served the, the devil 24 hours a day, so mm. 
Then one day, one friend told me, there's a pastor coming into my house. You want to come to a meeting? So I said, no, that pastor is going to steal me something. No, I'm not <laughs> going. So he was my best friend, and he told me, please come, come. So I went to his house, and that night the pastor said, please close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. And I, I don't want to close my eyes I because yeah. I don't know what he's going to do. So I closed my eyes, and I lift up my hands, and then I feel something in my hands. It was mm. oil oil wow. and, and uh, gold powder yeah. in, in my hands. I don't know what happens. I, 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 I was thinking, this pastor put me something. Yeah, he put something in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and that begins. And then begins the, the thing, you know. Mm. I, I was hungry for the word. And then I come to El Centro for my first time. He was a pastor here from El Centro. He passed away like five years ago. Okay. He was a, a very good person. He was, you know, that person that goes uh, to your house and knock your door, please go to church and things. So... Uh, I come to the church and I was here and I like it. Uh, I see miracles and things and the supernatural and mm-hmm. we are very very Pentecost. And then in the in the year two, 2002, the Lord began to to close all the doors of my work. My I didn't don't have clients. I don't have opportunities. Yeah. All things close up. And I was telling wife, yeah, I'm what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? And then. It begins, and then begins, and something happens inside of me. I was a different person, and I received some prophecies and things. And then Pastor Hugo called me one night and said, "said he, I want to, if I want to be part of his staff." And wow. here, here I am, fifteen years later. Yeah. We're going to pause the conversation right here because I want to include the audio file of that prophetic word that Javier received that he was talking about. He let me hear this word, and it moved me so much. I I wanted to include it in today's podcast, just going along with his story of how the Lord has called him and moved in his life. And so uh, let's listen to that audio file right now of the prophetic word Javi received many years ago. I have a word for you. Pastor Javier, Bingham, Bingham. Now, they, he was driving us today. Él nos estaba, eh, estaba manejando para nosotros hoy. And I don't know if you know about this man's history. Y no sé si conoces la historia de este hombre. But he's a very radical guy. Pero es un tipo muy radical. I mean, race car driver. O sea, corredor de carreras. Motocross. Hacía motocross. Award winning. Ha ganado premios haciéndolo. And so, I was thinking about all these things. Así que estuve dando al Señor. It was created in this way. Dice, mi hijo fue creado de esta manera. Because he's like Daniel. Porque eres como Daniel. Who would do great exploits for me. Quien hará grandes cosas para mí. I could not create him a usual way. No lo pude crear de una forma usual. I created you to do exploits. Sino que te cree para hacer cosas explosivas, grandes. For Holy Spirit adventures. Para aventuras del Espíritu Santo. And the Lord says. Y el Señor dice. In the two of you. En, los, en ambos de ustedes. Reluctantly at times. Han habido momentos en los que no has querido, tal vez. <laughs> But the Lord says. Pero dice el Señor. I am going to use the two of you. Los usaré a ambos. To pioneer new works for the Lord. Para ser pioneros de nuevas obras para el Señor. You have the pioneer 
pioneer spirit. Tiene un espíritu pionero. Which is a missionary spirit. Que es un espíritu misionero. Which is the anointing of a father and a mother. Que es la unción de un padre y una madre. And the Lord says. Y dice el Señor. You gave up many things to serve me. Renunciaste a muchas cosas para servirme. But I'm going to find a way. Pero encontraré la manera. And I will pay you back in souls. Y te, y te pagaré con almas It's gonna be about serán almas It's gonna be about the harvest. será acerca de la cosecha y serás parte de un avivamiento entre los indígenas de soplaré sobre los indígenas I am coming to visit them. vendré a visitarlos y lo que el Señor hará en este país será en medio de la gente indígena y de esta obra, de esta obra de la iglesia vendrán muchos misioneros y misioneros indígenas empezarás una escuela empezarás clínicas médicas encontrarás la pobreza la eliminarás y tendrás nuevas ideas de cómo levantar cosechas voy a revelarte algo nuevo y te levanto te he ungido sacrificaste para mí me entregaste tu negocio me entregaste tu riqueza pero ahora yo te doy el mayor tesoro sobre la tierra las almas de los hombres dice el Señor It's interesting, as you were talking about that, just doors closing, and I think many times, many of us can experience maybe God trying to close doors, and we almost see it as an attack, or what's going on, what's happening, I started following God, and things are being taken from me. Um, did you ever think that at all, or was it pretty, I know you said you can you receive some prophetic words, but... Uh, did you ever feel like it was an attack or did you have peace in your heart that that God is starting to to shift something in what your life is meant for? No, I don't have peace in my heart. <laughs> no peace. No peace. I don't have money to pay my bills. I don't yeah. have anything. I have to close my shop. I have to mm. to close everything. So, yeah. And that was hard. That was very hard. And I was asking the Lord, what do you want from me? And nothing happens. Yeah. I don't hear anything. I you don't didn't feel hear anything. anything. I don't know anything. But so you decided to trust him? I decided to trust him and to live by faith. Yeah. And in that time, that was like three years, I I learned to depend on the Lord. Yeah. And I saw miracles of financial and things. And wow. It was a very hard time. Wow. So it was three years of yeah. of that. So it wasn't like, oh, a couple months and and then, okay, I guess God is calling me into this. It was, I mean, three years yeah. can feel like a long time. It feels like an eternity. Wow. Because when you don't, you don't have money to pay your bills and the company of the cars came in to your car and you cut the light and the water yeah, and things. So all the utilities off. Yeah. Wow. Man, and I just... 
I'm, I'm trying to even think in my own life, uh, and and hopefully for anyone who's listening, of when we feel like doors are closing or opportunities are closing, and and maybe we fail to see like, is this the hand of God? Not to punish us, but to one what you just said, learn dependence on Him that that He is our provider, our protector, and He's going to lead us, but also that He's gonna He's gonna open up the doors, the opportunities for us to step into um, that that help us live out who we were called and created to be. And so I'm just, I would challenge anyone listening and I'm, I'm after this podcast, I'm going to kind of just challenge myself and, and listen of, you know, identify, are there any areas in your life like that, that maybe you've seen it as an attack or maybe you thought God was against you, but maybe it's his grace in trying to draw you more near to him to experience his faithfulness. And then that increases your faith, our faith to step into what he's calling us to do. I, I like to say a lot that that experiencing God's faithfulness strengthens our faith for today and for tomorrow. And so when we learn to depend and trust on him, um, one, it proves that he's faithful, but it, it strengthens our faith, uh, our faith that no matter what comes in the days ahead, God has proved himself faithful. Yeah, of course. Wow. And when you are in that process um you you don't hear the lord you 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 think that the lord is angry with you Mm -hmm. but you don't see what he's doing behind the scenes he was working in my family in my daughters he was working in our hearts he was healing our life yeah that's what you don't see because you are you you are only focusing what you are losing Mm -hmm. I, i was losing my job i was losing my my dreams, I was losing that, but I was gaining something. I was gaining yeah. my family. Uh, the Lord is were, were going is was going was working in all areas of my life. Yeah, and even as you said that, you know, I couldn't help but think of the scripture of like, whoever loses his life will find it. Hmm. Like, I mean, that is yeah. straight truth, and we that feels good to like know that scripture. But when we have to learn that scripture in real life, I mean, that is a test of faith, but. Like you said, who you only find out as you go through the process what God is doing and working on. Like He's God is after all of our hearts in a good way to refine us, to mold us, to form us, and to know His love, like that He is there. Um, and so that was just that was powerful the way you're saying it. And I couldn't help but just hear scripture of whoever loses his life will find it. I mean, what, what a truth of the gospel. Um, so I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, Javi. Um, what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? Um, you know, not just for the missionary or the pastor, but what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? What should every believer in Jesus be doing no matter what country they live in, or what job they have. Just believe. Believe that the Lord is good, and He's faithful, and He has big promises for you. Yeah. So when you're in a, in a, in a difficult time, you only think about what is happening, but you have to stand in the promises of the Lord, mm. and the Lord is faithful. Yeah. That's what my advice for everybody. If you believe in Him, and you trust Him, and you give your life to Him, He would do things that you won't understand, but then you are going to experience them, like yeah. that Lord of love, that Lord that comes and walks with you every yeah. day, every moment, every time. 
And the, 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 the thing that I love most of him is his peace. He brings yes. you peace. So much not peace. that the world, not, not like the world, you peace. <laughs> yeah, no. our world needs peace. <laughs> yeah. This world needs Jesus. But exactly. you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But in order, you know, in order to do that, there, there is that element of what you said of faith, of belief, because it's scary to to step out or to let go of control or to to admit that you are not your own provider. You know, we, we want to hold on to those things because we're fear, we're fearful of losing it. But again, whoever loses his life will find it. And, and there is a moment or a season. And for some, it's maybe a long time for some, maybe it's a short time. But when we let go of control, we are going to feel the, um, the removal of things that we've based our life on. But as we do, we experience the peace and the the patience and the grace of God to to pull that stuff off and in its place replace it with with His Spirit, with His truth. Um, what has been one of the most difficult um, roles as missions pastor in the church for you? Um, with all the stuff you do, I mean, you were telling me about how you're constantly going to to different people, different places helping to plant churches and, and do missions and establish relationships. But what's been one of the most difficult things about the role? Um, but then also I want to hear what's been one of the most rewarding things. Well, the most difficult things is that um, you want to help everybody. Mm-hmm. You want to build churches everywhere. everywhere. Every time I, I see a stadium, I want that stadium for doing things, yes. you know, doing campaigns and things. And don't have the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't have the resources to feed everybody that yeah. is hungry. Don't have the resources to, you know, to make things for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult part. Yeah. So that's really difficult. That's that's I, I think that's the most difficult part. Mm-hmm. What has been one of the most rewarding things over? You've been doing this fifteen years. Fifteen years. What What is one of the best things? One of the most rewarding things um, that you've experienced in your time of following the Lord and uh, living a missional life? Wow. That's a big question. <laughs> it's a big question. And I'm sure you've I, experienced I a lot. This. See the souls come to the Lord. Yeah. That's the best thing in my life. That's the best thing that happens to me when I make a, a call and a person lifting his hand, accepting Jesus as his Savior. That's yeah. for me the most extraordinary thing because... We're talking about eternity. We're not yeah. talking about something of the earth and something material. No, and yeah. that's wow. That's a rewarding. That's thing. so good. And that even just that mindset, what you said, we're talking about eternity. When we think about every encounter we have with people, whether it's on a mission trip, whether it's on a service project, whether it's at the Starbucks store or the grocery store, if we can think in the perspective of this is about eternity, it changes the way we see people. It changes the way that we have encounters with them. And so now it's not just this person needs to give me this or get out of my way, but this is an opportunity of this could change eternity for this person. And that God created all of us to be sons and to be daughters of him. Like, our place of creation, our purpose is to be known and loved by him and to love him. And so 
when we can see that there's people that are hurting, there's people that are lost, there's people um, that have been destroyed, and there's people that, that don't, they don't know who God is and they don't know who they are and who they were created to be. When we think about that in eternity, like, wow, every, every opportunity is, it is a missions opportunity. You know, you don't just have to go to another country. You don't have to go to the jungle. Um, everywhere, every place is an opportunity. Um, let's finish up with this, Javi. How would you encourage the person uh, that's listening to this podcast to take their next step in what God is calling them to do? I know you, you, you can't know who's listening and what their situations are, but if you had anything to, to tell someone, what is that next step? for them to, to step into what God is calling them into. Let me tell you something. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8.28. Mm. You know, it says that everything's work in your behalf. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, what is happening in your life, if you trust the Lord, He would bring healing, He would bring uh, whatever you need, and he, he will be with you. So I encourage you that follow Jesus is the, be the best thing that you can do. Um, just believe. You don't, you don't expect to see, you don't expect to smell, you don't expect to touch. Just mm -hmm. believe, and the Lord will take care of everything in your life. Yeah. He would change your life, your family. That's what happened to me. He changed yeah. my life, my wife's life, my child, my grandsons, and my generation. So yeah. I encourage you that follow Jesus and you won't regret it. Amen. Amen. Javier, thank you so much for the time today. And thank you so much for helping us get through Costa Rica and, and have opportunities to encounter people. Um, I hope to see you again in person. Hope to be back. Um, but it's been a blessing and a pleasure. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much. Thank you. Love you. Well, thanks again for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast and this special episode at El Centro Iglesia in San Jose, Costa Rica with my new friend and brother, Pastor Javier Acuna. Um, I hope that you were just as much blessed by this conversation as I was and just that opportunity to to get to be with him and then to record this and, and just hearing the ways that the Lord has moved in his life, calling him into greater adventure and purpose for the sake of the kingdom of God and for the sake of the gospel. And I, I hope that you were able to hear just the, the peace and the humility and the love and the power that this man walks in. He is truly an incredible person. I was blessed in getting to partner with him. And that prophetic word that he received, that audio file, it moves me to tears every time I hear it. So I hope that it was powerful for you hearing that as well. If you feel your heart stirred for missions, maybe you're wanting to take your next step or you're wanting to ask the Lord and, and discern, okay, Lord, how, how do I go about loving and serving not only the people that are in front of me and next to me, but how do I now go out to reach others, whether that's within the United States or, or whether it's outside. So if, if you're feeling the Lord stir your heart in that way, please go to beltway.org slash missions, and we would love to help you identify that next step in missional living and in walking out the Great Commission, like those two podcast episodes that we had with Tommy Hood uh, the last two weeks. So hope you're blessed by this, and we hope you are blessed this week. Have a great week. Be blessed, and remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.